don't think it ever hurts to put an extra camera in somebody's face to try to get the best out of them. Previously on Hard Knocks. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of losing at home. We need to get this together. I love y'all boys, man. Let's go, man. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. is Hard Knocks with Hard Rock. Wolf and Luke on last night's episode of Hard Knocks in season with the Arizona Cardinals. All right, if you didn't get to see it, for whatever reason, or even if you did see it, we're going to get you all caught up with uh, Hard Knocks with Hard Knocks right here. Kellen Olsen is in for Wolf. Kellen, this is your first time doing Hard Knocks with Hard Rock. My nervous. first time saying it, apparently. I'm so. nervous. I don't like new things. Oh, good. Well, you've come to the right place. Oh, no. All right, we will start with last night's show stealer. Show stealer. Uh, there was a couple candidates for this. Yeah. I went. Uh, I went with JJ Watts. When I was growing up, I literally thought my high school quarterback was the coolest dude on the planet. And so, like, I wanted to be a high school varsity football player, play football behind the bleachers during the varsity game, trying to pretend to be like them. You know, like. Just trying to be like them. And then there were college dudes that I looked up to. I mean, the Badgers were like the coolest thing in the world. And then obviously once I got there, then I then it became the pros, yeah. Did watch the episode differently now, Kellen. Everything with Watt, you watch differently now knowing. Because that obviously went back into last week, watching it knowing that he's going to retire. Yeah, and you can see with the way that he was speaking about that specific thing that he's starting to think about all this. Like, again, last segment we mentioned his journey. He's mentioning looking up to what guys on Wisconsin, and you're like, well, he played for Wisconsin. No, like, he couldn't even get to Wisconsin. He had to walk on yeah. from Central Michigan to even get there. And that conversation was from before the game against Tampa Bay, so mm-hmm. a few days before he announced his retirement, and obviously many days before Colt McCoy would ever realize that J.J. Watt retired. Yeah, yours? Uh, mine was Trace McSorley's dad. <laughs> and watching Trace McSorley's dad made me want to doubt having children because the anxiety that I would feel watching them play a soccer game against eight-year-olds, let alone if they ever made it to the MLS or whatever, would wreck me. Uh, you're watching Trace McSorley's dad mic'd up from Hard Knocks, knowing that the cameras are on him. He's trying his best to contain himself knowing that, but he can't help but just be a wreck the whole time because yeah. someone alongside him is like, oh, is this Trace's first year? He's like, fourth year? Uh, first start. First start. And he's just like <laughs> trying to be nice, but you can tell just how nervous he is anytime he talks. And there was a really like um, kind of like foreboding sound clip where they were just like uh, the fumble and they gave the ball to Tom Brady with five minutes left. And he was just kind of like, oh boy. Uh, everybody knew. Yeah. And look, I know we all thought it when, if you're watching the game live, you're like, okay. But some of that was, yeah, Brady always comes back in this situation and the way this Cardinals season has gone. But you're right. I can't imagine, like, if you are the quarterback's dad and you're like, man, he had a chance to beat Tom Brady in his first ever start. And they just left the door open and we all know what's going to happen. Everybody in that stadium knew what was going to happen. All right, let's uh, let's get to standout sound. Standout sound. I'm going to stick with uh, with J.J. Watt at first here. I had a couple. This is J.J. Uh, Watt after Zayvon Collins almost had the interception. If you had any hands whatsoever, that was a pick. Any hands whatsoever. That was running off the field. Kidding, but not kidding. <laughs> I'm uh, going gonna, gonna to miss J.J. Watt with Zayvon Collins and J.J. Watt with Zach Allen next year. Just that his his dialogue with, with both of those guys, especially Zach Allen. Those two go everywhere together. And then this is the other one I had for standout sound, Kellen. Uh, this is Sean Jefferson talking to James Conner, of all people, about uh, about not quitting here at the end of the season. Are you going to be like everybody else? Oh, 
you know, we ain't good. It don't matter anyway. F- that. You know what I'm saying? That's why these values come, man. It comes to grow us, man, mentally, physically. Grow our character, man. Like, you can't quit. Once you quit, that's for sure loss. Right? For sure loss. Don't ever quit. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of these guys will probably be feeling sorry for themselves like that. You know what I'm saying? So, so when they run into after football, when they run into a rut in life, they can do the same thing and quit. Football is just like a game of life, right? You get knocked on your ass sometimes. got to get up. Life going to deal you a blow. You know what I'm saying? So you got to get back up. But this game right here prepares you for what's outside this building. So if you don't do it here, there's no way you're going to do it in life. We actually just do this segment so that Aaron has to edit all this audio. I don't know how many bleeps were in that one 50-second cut right there from uh, from Sean Jefferson. But, look, look great advice. Um, ironically, he's giving it to James Conner because James Conner is probably, like, one of the three or four guys you know you don't have to say it to. But still, mm-hmm. it was I thought it was a good clip of the show. Yeah, and my first clip kind of comes from the same thing. The most My favorite part of the show has been a, we've said it a lot on, again, like going back to other hosts, not just me, like their season's over, the Cardinals season. They cannot frame it that way. Their season is still going. They've got games to play. And you see Sean Jefferson there, but also Vance Joseph in my clip, like, how do you coach these guys right now and still get that kind of effort out of them? We spent our morning this morning, okay, as a staff watching the tape, and all I have to do is press play and say, he is out of position, okay, that's a bad call by me, okay, his leverage is not good enough. Those are fixable deals, right? Those are fixable. When he say, why is he loafing, VJ? How do I fix that? He say, why is he not going hard in the backside of that play? Why I say that? We're out of the playoffs. So now it's going to, how are we going to fix this moving forward? If you want to be here or in this league next year or get an extension, I'm just telling you guys, the effort part, it can ever be a question. That was early in the episode, too. We had to talk about, uh, on Tuesday, we had to talk about, because we don't like to talk about injuries and all this other nonsense continuing to go on. J.J. Watt retiring, Buda Baker out for the year. Mm-hmm. Following, shortly after, with the part that just kind of cut off, he goes, you got Buda Baker and J.J. Watt right there, and then he pointed Buda, he's like, do you think the NFL safety looks like that? Yeah. Like the pro typically, he's like, no. But then he showed a clip in the game from Denver where it's like, here's the scoreboard, three minutes left in the game, we're down two scores, okay, but like it's third and whatever, we can get the was sad in this room. You've got two guys in Buda Baker and J.J. Watt, okay? Their best trait is effort, okay? The profile for NFL safety is not that. It's 5'11", 6' tall. It's 212 pounds. That's not that. But you can't measure his heart and his effort. I was in Houston with Dr. J.J. His effort and how he plays the game makes him J.J. That's why he's Hall of Famer. I like that he was just pointing at Buda Baker. Like, it's not that. That that over there. I wonder if Buda gets tired of being, like, the golden boy answer for everyone in, in these kind of situations where the leadership and the adoration of just, like, I'm working on He's like, man, why can't everyone just work as hard as yeah. me? Like, come on, guys. I don't think Buda's doing it to lead by example. He's like, why aren't 10 other players playing like this? We'd win the Super Bowl. One of my favorite things in the NBA is when you see a guy go to Team USA and then they come back a different player. Yeah. It's being around guys like J.J. Watt and Buda Baker and seeing, like, hey, they're not all-time great just because of their talents because they work hard. And then you see how Kevin Durant 
works on a day-to-day basis, how Steph Curry works on a day-to-day basis, you're like, oh, that's what I have to do. Yeah. And then it changes for those young talents. My second one, speaking of my favorite NBA things, one of the best NBA Twitter clips of all time is Magic Johnson's I don't think I'm going to be here when, in fact, he was not going to be there with the Lakers anymore. DeAndre Hopkins kind of sort of maybe. Yeah, here we go. No, we don't. That feels like some sort of prophetic fortune cookie. We're going to look back next year when their number one receiver is Greg Dortch. All respect for Greg Dortch. I'm a big I'm a big, big Greg Dortch fan. I don't want him to be the number one receiver next year. I don't know what they're going to do at receiver next year. Let's get to uh, the hard truth. Hard truth. Uh, I tell you, I mean, we, we knew it pretty quickly after the game that Buda Baker was hurt. And I remember the play where he's trying to make a play. Zayvon Collins trying to play make a play. And it was almost like Isaiah Simmons was running the wrong way. And they all just kind of hit into each other. But now watching it on Hard Knocks last night, you realize that's the play where Buda fractured his shoulder. And then you quickly realize or remember uh, there was still a lot of game left after that. And he just kept playing with the fractured shoulder to the point where they had Tampa Bay guys helping him up off the field. I shivered when you said fracturing his shoulder. That sounds horrible. And, and this guy kept playing. Kept playing in a meaningless game. And he wasn't. They kept showing a footage of him and he wasn't really giving it away that much, which I don't know how. Anytime anyone yeah, gets hurt, I get hurt after that. <laughs> grabbing it, and yeah. you saw the other offensive linemen kind of helping him up on the other team. Uh, that, that, that was really cool to see. Mine was that Cliff Kingsbury is, is currently in the middle of his, of his nightmare. Yes, and I, I know that this sounds like joking, and it sounds like it's, it's no, poking it's, it's and It's been rough to watch him on this show. At Cliff and at the Cardinals and how it's been a mess this year. But just, again, to go back to the human element of things, you watch him and just how he's reacting to these plays. We've all been in situations in our life where something is going wrong, and that motivates us to work even harder to fix it. He is working even harder, and it's going even more wrong. Yeah. And I cannot imagine from a, I want to be an NFL head coach, this is my dream job type of thing, to see it go this way. And we talked about how you can see the physical wear down, but just watch his like, reactions on this show. And it's painful to watch. It really is. The the clip, I think it was two episodes ago, where he's driving into the facility in Tempe at like 3 in the morning or whatever, and he's talking about his regrets as a player and how he doesn't want to have them as a coach. That is, I don't think it's shocking that he would say that or that he feels that way, but it does. It, it sort of colors everything now when it's like, man, nothing is going right. And you're right. He's essentially living out his nightmare right now this season. We're going to see him as an OC or a quarterback's coach somewhere in a couple of years, and he's going to be the happiest guy in the world. Like It's, it's just it's just where he's supposed to be, it's, I think. It's not, it's not a great position for anybody right now. And real yeah. quick, it's time for the Wolf Counts. The Wolf Count. I think we had consensus this week. Last week we had three different numbers. Uh, this week it was ten. Ten, ten wolves. Through, uh, through Hard Knocks last night. They always cut to Wolf 2 when it's like the most depressing part of the game. Like there's one where he's just like, oh boy. Like they never get any of the good We had that cuts. in our montage on Tuesday and I laughed on the microphone because I just <laughs> didn't know that that kind of despair was coming from Ron Wolfley. The, one of the most jovial human beings I've ever had the pleasure of being around in my life. So hearing despair from Ron Wolfley, it makes me sad. It's, he is one of the most jovial human beings and one of the people that cares the most about seeing good football be played. So there's a reason he's on vacation right now. All right, that was Hard Knocks with uh, with Hard Rock.